Network presents Football Time. Welcome to the Football Time Show. Week one is in the books and we're ready for week two. And uh, with us as always is our man Dynamite David. Week one, a fun and entertaining week. Week two, a tough week to find fun and entertainment, but uh, we... Press on and uh, find some games we liked. What are you thoughts about week one? And then what did you like uh, looking at uh, games in week two? Did you find stuff to bet on? Uh, not a whole lot. I, I managed to find some that I, I liked, uh, some favorites I really liked. Uh, there's some good games this week, but the really tough lines. Um, there was just some point spreads. I thought the totals was already set low that I was looking at the under. Um, and, and just a really couple, you know, with – that Kentucky Florida matchup, yeah. we'll get into that. That's a really good game, but you know the, they made that line so tough to play going yeah. in Florida. Uh, but no, week one was fun. Uh, I went in a little optimistic, uh, paid the price mm-hmm. for it a little bit, um, but uh, hoping to bounce back with some solid picks in week two. Uh, not a lot of plays, so I probably won't get it all back this week, but uh, I think we'll start getting there. Yeah, I I think we both sort of scaled back a little bit uh i know i definitely scaled back on the uh straight bet side of things yeah um you know i I did some goofy stuff which is what i tend to do when i um have nothing to bet on so i just make goofy things ended up losing money that way but i don't risk as much that way so we'll see if we can find something you mentioned i think just the lines uh with the games not being as good just seem to be somewhere where i didn't really thought there was an advantage one side or the other a lot of heavy favorites yeah. this week, and then, uh, you know, in the tough games, those lines are just, you know, real close. It's really hard to find good value. Yeah. All <laughs> right, so let's get into last week. Tough week for you. Yeah. You ended up with a $5,715.90 loss. <laughs> uh, you lost 9125 You won 3409.10, so... Uh, Difficult week, but you're ready to bounce back this week. I came out uh, a nice uh, little profit uh, margin. I won about $668.19. I had 3,818 wins and uh, $3,150 in in losses. So uh, got a net positive, a nice little boost paycheck for me uh, for $668. If Illinois had, uh, well, I just played football and not... (laughs) boggled that game we both would have been okay i ended up pushing it on the plus three i know a lot of people ended up losing it getting that line that went down to one and a half i think we mentioned it on our our show to grab that line as early as can because everybody's going to be betting it and then you of course bet the the money money line line. and you ate all of brent's uh poor coaching decisions (laughs) in in that one so uh yeah i you know Probably one of my toughest weeks uh, in, the, in since we've started doing this podcast. So I'm, I'm optimistic that I can improve and, and bounce back from this one. Yeah, and you know that's just sort of week one. You have you have your feels, you go on them, and sometimes your feeling is right, and those teams play like they're supposed to, and what you think, and sometimes they don't. That's the magic of week one. You hope you gather knowledge week to week and actually grow and get better by sort of week four, five, six. This is store. Still sort of information gathering. All right, let's break down the games. Let's start out in the ACC. Uh, 
Friday night one, Louisville versus uh, Central Florida. We talked about uh, Louisville versus Syracuse last week and how it was really important for both teams. Syracuse came out and topped. Actually, I, I thought looked really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Louisville did not. Central Florida, you know, uh, run away easy game. I, I think this is sort of the last chance for Louisville. Scott Satterfield sitting there. If he can't win this one, he got a big win there last year on that uh, sort of fluky pick six off Dylan Gabriel when he broke yeah. his collarbone. But I, I think he needs to bounce back and get this win here. Uh, how do you see this game playing out here? Yeah, I, I, do, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I lean heavily on, on UCF here, uh, especially being the home team in this one. Uh, I just, you know... This is one of my picks, and, and I just I like this UCF team better than Louisville. That's going really downhill. Yeah, definitely. So I'm I'm a little disappointed because I thought Scott really uh, was a really good coach, and he just seemed hasn't seemed able to find the magic there at Louisville. But uh, that might be some of Louisville as well. They, you know, ever since you know probably originally Petrino was there, they haven't been able to find. Uh, uh, a good form uh, again, yeah. even bringing Bobby back. They just can't seem to find that magic there. There were a couple of years there with Charlie Strong uh, and Lamar Jackson, yeah. which gave you a little bit of a boost. But other than that, they just haven't been able to really uh, find a, a good form in college football for a while now. All right, let's get into some of our ACC bets. Uh, I, I know we both are really, really big on Wake Forest. I got Wake Forest minus the eight here. Uh, I got it the other day before uh, the quarterback was announced to bounce up, and it jumped to 13. Uh, Wake Forest versus Vanderbilt. I got the over, 60 and a half. Uh, Vanderbilt's been scoring points, and I know Wake Forest can score points. I thought that 60 and a half was pretty low. So I got 62.50 on that, 250 on the uh, Wake. Uh, Virginia, Illinois. Uh, I'm going off my Illinois from what I saw last week. Yeah. I thought Virginia played pretty well in a pretty Tough trap game, Richmond. You know, I, I talked about them in that subdivision that that's a difficult game. I thought they played pretty well. little slow start, but then found their offense. Getting five versus Illinois, I thought that was that's, – that's a lot of respect for Illinois. I, and, you know, I don't chalk up any home field advantage there. Uh, I mean, uh, that stadium's going to be empty. Uh, so I'm not all that worried about that. I also like the money line, Virginia plus 170. I really thought that was pretty good value. 125 on that. And then we'll go to Duke Northwestern. I got the under 56 and a half on that. I got a couple more plays on Duke Northwestern under uh, as well and uh, in a couple parlays. So uh like that one. Under 56 and a half. I, this game is always uh, a gross uh low-scoring affair, so just because Duke put 30 uh, on Temple, I don't know if that's really uh, 56 and a half for those two teams. I don't think that's a number uh, I really, really like. So 62.50 on the under, uh, 56 and a half for Duke Northwestern. What are you looking at here in the ACC? Yeah, I stared at that Virginia-Illinois game for a little while. I, I wanted to try to give Illinois one more ride, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, just... I don't, I don't know out of not really, <laughs> you know, not really out of respect out of Virginia, but uh, yeah. just 
I couldn't really go either way. I, I, I liked Virginia enough to take take any play out of this, but I didn't quite go the other way like you. Well, they take, might suck as well. I didn't, so. take, I didn't take Virginia just because this was just kind of murky water here. Uh, but, I, you know, like you said, I didn't take Wake Forest minus the spread uh, at Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt's going to kind of uh, come back to earth. Yes. They're going to play a real football team this week. If you watch, they didn't blow out Elon either. Elon yeah. put points on them. So if Elon's putting points on you, I think Wake is going uh, to put points on I got on this them. at a minus 13. I think as long as you're under two touchdowns, you're, yeah. you're more than I, safe here. I will say I was looking at alternative spreads <laughs> to put this up in the 20s because I, I think Wake can get 40, 50 points in this game. Yeah, especially, sure. you know, their starting quarterback yeah, got cleared to play. Uh, so I think they're going to be in really good shape. Uh, I also, I'm big on North Carolina uh, yeah. this week. I think they had, you know, a pretty rough defensive uh, performance last week yeah. against App State, but I, I think they're going to bounce back and, and really try to dominate a team that they're supposed to dominate in Georgia State. So I've got North Carolina minus the seven and a half. And, uh, and since we went ahead and already talked about this game, I'm going to go ahead and mention this one. I've got UCF minus the six and a half versus Louisville. Yeah. Uh, the, the North Carolina one was interesting. I just, I, I didn't like the road. Back-to-back road. You go to Appy State, and then you go to Atlanta and play in Turner Field versus Georgia State. I, I don't know who's making their schedule, but uh, they need to have some <laughs> discussions about going to small schools' home fields. I, I think they survived their scare, though. Yeah. I think they're going to get a, a pretty confident, easy win this yeah, week. Yeah, Appy State. much One, much, <laughs> much difficult building to go in and play. Two, much better football team. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, I just thought it was weird. You... You open the season versus uh, FAMU, but then you go at Appy State, at Georgia State. Uh, it's, it just seemed a bit odd to uh, open in two uh, sort of uh, small Sunbelt teams' uh, parts. Uh, let's move to the AAC. Uh, not a ton of huge games here, but uh, I penciled Houston, Texas Tech in here. Uh, Texas Tech sprung the upset on them last year uh, versus Houston in that opening game, which uh, pretty much angered me to no other because I had Houston win the conference. They ended up going to the championship game, so not too bad, but uh, a, a interesting matchup because I thought Texas Tech played really, really well uh, this last week. Uh, hung a bunch of points, uh, sort of back to their old school style uh, with their new coach. Houston, they won the football game, I, I think is what you could say. Uh, you knew it was going to be a tough game going yeah. to UT San Antonio. They squeaked by in uh, sort of overtime two-point conversion type thing. But uh, what do you make of this Houston-Texas Tech matchup? Well, yeah, you know, you talked about Texas Tech kind of getting back to their ways. Now, look at their opponent. We think. We think. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, Houston's a much tougher team. And I, I think Texas Tech is an easier team to beat than UTSA. Yeah. So I, I like Houston getting the points here. And I, I just think, uh, you know, Getting that tough game in week one, your team's already there, ready to go. Uh, you know, Texas Tech, while it's a confidence booster to get a big win, it's not really the competition you're going to yeah. be playing against in these bigger games. So I, I, I like to see Houston go in and get another good road win. Yeah, that I think that was the thing that sort of made me pull back a little bit from this game was they go to UT San Antonio, <laughs> then – reverse right back around to another Texas rival at Texas Tech. That's just a hard opening, too. Can they get re-revved up, uh, you know, to play this Texas Tech team? And I, I just I didn't know the wild card of what Texas Tech is after that game, so I just sort of pulled back from this one. But uh, I did have a lean a little bit towards Houston, but I just wanted to sort of see more and uh, see how they respond to Texas Tech having yeah. 
two difficult in-state rival uh, road games there. Uh, you mentioned UCF. Minus six and a half versus Louisville on the Friday. I don't have any AAC bets. Uh, this was a pretty weak slate out of the a- AAC uh, this week. Uh, last week uh, was a little bit more uh, intriguing, but this week not a ton. Uh, so let's flip things around and go to the Big 12. couple big matchups here. One big, big non-conference matchup, and I'm not talking about Alabama-Texas. If there's a 20-point spread, I, I don't consider <laughs> it a big, big matchup. But uh, I think I... I came to you Sunday night after the Alabama game, and I said, is there any chance that Alabama's under 10? And it it was not. It was a 20-point favorite for Alabama. So uh, I I put this in a game to talk about it because it's two historic football teams, but uh, they have been on different paths for uh, 20-plus years here. Any chance Texas can hang with them half-quarter game? I don't think there's any way that anyone – that watches football mm. could give me a any kind of reason that Texas should win this game or or even cover the twenty. And honestly, mm. <laughs> uh, I, I think on you know I didn't take it, but really under three touchdowns is actually pretty. Yeah, because these these teams are on different levels. You know, Texas I think is getting a little respect here, honestly, because they're Texas. Um, but anyone that's played like them the past two, you know, two, three, four, five. 10 years is probably, you know, closer to 30 point dogs. Yes. Uh, but Texas, they're, they're getting a little bit more credit, but, uh, you know, strange things happen in college football sometimes, but I wouldn't predict it this yeah. one. Now, I, <laughs> I guess it will be fun for 10 minutes before Alabama, you know, is up 20, nothing. And then that game rolls. So I want to flip to a, a game. I, I think is really, really big non-conference wise BYU Baylor. Oh yeah. Tough, Tough game for Baylor to go into Provo late at night. Uh, BYU ended up the favorite. I thought that line was a bit intriguing. Uh, watched BYU last week uh, on the quick recap, uh, you know, fast game. Just watched all the plays, and they looked pretty solid, which they always do. But uh, I, I'm curious. You, you couldn't gauge much from the Baylor game. That was uh, not even a worthwhile scrimmage. Uh, what do you make of Baylor-BYU here? I, I know you got to play on this game. Are you thinking BYU is just going to be able to, or Baylor's going to be able to control this uh, game and uh, sort of cover that three and a half? Are you playing the number, or do you think Baylor can win outright in this one? You know, I, I really like the number here. Yeah. I think this is going to be a really tight game, and, um, you know, first glance, I think Baylor should be the favorite. Yeah. So getting the three, I like. Uh, but I think it's going to be a tight one. But I, I really look for Baylor. This is this is a game where if they can go in and get this win, that can really jump, you know, expectations and and, and where they are in this uh, on the national level yeah. uh, going into the rest of their Big Twelve uh, conference games. But uh, I, I like this Baylor team. I think they've built a really good team here and and, and can play uh, pretty well on the road. But uh, should be a really good close yeah. matchup. Could come down to the end. This is one of the uh, few that I, I was really looking forward to this weekend. Yeah. I, I'm really excited to see how Baylor travels to Provo. Uh, this this would be one that sort of can put them in the, you know, sort of top 10, top 5 if they can roll through the Big 12. This would be a win where you yeah. go, oh, they can play with really good teams here. So going into Provo late at night, uh, I, I think big, big time game, big sort of see where both these teams are at type of game as well. Yeah, I like I like the bold scheduling move yeah. going outside your conference on the road. Especially since this isn't something Baylor does uh, a ton yeah. as well. So, all right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Arizona State, Oklahoma State. Uh, 
Uh, we want to take another under here for <laughs> State. Uh, we were a little off on that one by about, uh, I don't know, points. 60 <laughs> points. Uh, it, it seemed like Oklahoma State's defense has uh, gone away and the uh, fast-paced, high-scoring offense is back. I, I will say watching the game, I, I wasn't totally overwhelmed with the offense. I, I thought there were mistakes played. I just thought Central Michigan's defense was pretty poor, and actually, I thought Oklahoma State's defense uh, yeah. was pretty poor as well. So, uh, Arizona State, tough game to gauge anything off of versus NAU. Uh, you, you sort of never know what you're going to get with Arizona State. How do you see this game playing out? Yeah, I you know, I see Oklahoma State taking care of business here, but um, could be another high-scoring yeah. affair. Um but I, Oklahoma State's really, really weird because they're they're a very inconsistent team. You know, they'll have one week where they'll they'll go off for sixty. They have another week where it's you know a thirteen to seven game. So uh, I think this is probably more likely to be a higher scoring game. But uh, I I didn't really see any action that I liked in this one. I just thought it was kind of, you know, I, I think Oklahoma State should win the game. Yeah. But by how much, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I. From what I saw, they were going to play a ton of possession. So yeah. I thought the 55 and a half, I, I'm doing a quick adjustment and saying we're back to old school Oklahoma style. So that's one of my bets this week. Oklahoma State, Arizona State, over 55 and a half, 62.50. I think you're going to get a little bit of an advantage because I don't know if the sports books have caught up yet uh, to Oklahoma State adjustment based off of what they thought last year. Because this seems a little bit low from what I saw in that game yeah. where there were, you know, 10 possessions in the first quarters. And uh, it just led to more and more points, especially as team tired uh, down the stretch there. All right, uh, my next one, Iowa State, Iowa. I, I bet on this one every year. And basically, I bet the same way every year. The team getting points is the team I bet on. Iowa State will be getting the points plus three and a half. I got 250 on that one. Uh I really don't know how to judge this game. Anyone who watched the Iowa-South Dakota State uh, game, I, I apologize to you, uh, other than if you had South Dakota State, because that was a pretty easy cover, considering enough points weren't even scored to cover the spread in that game. Total combined. Uh, but uh, what do you make Iowa State-Iowa here? Uh, Iowa three-and-a-half-point favorites. Hard to judge Iowa State. Didn't really yeah. play anybody. I, I looked at this game on the schedule, and I was waiting for those lines to come out, and I was really hoping for a total of around 45, yeah. 44, but that was wishful thinking. I think it's sitting around 40 uh, now, may go down even lower. Um, I, I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game. I'd be shocked to see four touchdowns if that. So I, I think you may even be safe playing the yeah. under 40. I, I couldn't quite do it just because that's such a low total for college football. Well, you keep that in mind because there might be some parlays <laughs> at the end of the show that group together some alternate uh, team total it point will, spreads. If, if you like watching that uh, uh, run for one-yard gains <laughs> and then punts and turnovers and no scoring, this game will be for you. Well, maybe they'll get a touchdown this week and not two safeties and a field goal. Uh, one of the <laughs> safeties being a purpose one. So, uh, all right, we'll move off of, did you give your Baylor plus oh, three Oh, yeah, I, you know, I've just got one pick here. I've got Baylor plus the three and a half, uh, one unit, $250 play on that. Uh, I, I really like, you know, Baylor getting the three plus the hook there. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm winning if it's a three-point game. Uh, so I, I like that edge there. It's going to be a tight one. Yeah, I, I, I think I might 
talk myself into that eventually by Saturday, especially if it sticks around uh, three and a half, maybe go up to four. I, I might grab on to Baylor there. I sort of wanted to see where the line go and where people think uh, these two teams are. All right, uh, the Big Ten. We, we <laughs> talked a little bit about Iowa State, Iowa, and the one before. We don't have any bets in the Big Ten. Not a lot of good games. We're not a lot of good games, so... Uh, Anything on the Big Ten, I guess we could talk Ohio State-Notre Dame a little bit since we need something to talk about. Uh, Ohio State came out, well, they're not explosive offensively, uh, looked more solid defensively. Yeah. Uh, is Notre Dame's defense that good? Is Ohio State's offense a little bit behind? Because I think going off of week one, I think you can probably say Georgia-Bama gap then maybe start throwing in Ohio State and a couple other teams. So what would you make of that Ohio State-Notre Dame game? I, I think it's just Ohio State's probably just wasn't in rhythm just yet. I think that's you know that's a really tough, really hyped environment to kind of just come the, the out. The receiver got hurt too. That I think threw, the, threw them off a little bit as well. Uh, that was for Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Notre Dame, I thought they played pretty good defense, but I think this was more of a of a just a – weak offensive showing for Ohio State. I look for them to step up, you know, and they really like to get their rhythm going against these smaller teams. Yeah. So they're going to have some easy matchups here where they're going to put up 60 or 70, get that rolling into the Big Ten Conference, and, and they should be fine. But not as impressed as I was with what I saw from Georgia just yeah. to come out and dominate, a, you know, another close to top 10 team in Oregon. Uh, you know, I really put Oregon and Notre Dame about the same yes. level. I, I'd like to see them play each other. Uh, but – so I, I, th- I just think that shows that Georgia is just, like you said, a whole other tier above Ohio State. But we'll, but we'll see where it goes as, as they get going. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they don't have the toughest of schedules. so Yeah. Uh, but Notre Dame, I'm not so sure on. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have a good read on Notre Dame because their offense was so poor. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if we're going to get a lot of this, where their defense can hold up until you saw that, up until the – point of the fourth quarter where they started to wear down because it was basically just three and out, three and out, three and out, and then their defense wore down, and eventually Ohio State, you know, cracked a couple scores there. So, I, I, you know, everybody came away, you know, big, still on Ohio State, you know, moral victory, and I'm not quite sold yet. I want to see that offense score a handful of uh, points here. Uh, Speaking of, they might be in a parlay uh, (laughs) coming up. All right, let's move off the Big Ten and uh, the slow day there. Let's go to Conference USA. Uh, Not an action-packed day this uh, week either. UT San Antonio versus Army, I put down UT San Antonio. We talked about the Houston game. was right there. Couldn't quite pull it off. Uh, Now they go to a a road game in Army at noon. I, I think we both are... We want to take this because we know UT San Antonio is better, but I think we're both a, a little cautious too about coming off that disappointing Houston game than going all the way on the road for a noon option team. How do you see this game breaking down? Well, these are two teams both desperate for a win. They do neither yeah. one of these teams want to start off the year zero and two. You know, Army had a tough game last week. They competed well early uh, against Coastal Carolina, but couldn't quite hang with them. Um, but, uh, you know, UTSA went down to the overtime game loss against Houston. Uh, 
I think UTSA's got a little bit of a challenge, uh, you know, with the early start. Yeah. Going on the road uh, a good distance. Uh, but I think they're the better team here. And, and under a field goal, I think, is, is a pretty good spot for them. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've got to come out with their A game early. Yeah. Uh, if they let Army control the pace of this game, it could be a tough one. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I'm playing off that, uh, getting into my bet. So uh, I, I think UT San Antonio might start off a little slow. And... and then they'll have to grow into that game. So I actually uh, didn't take the spread in this one. I took UT San Antonio minus one and a half, second half. I think by the second half, once, you know, the sort of last week lets off a little bit, they get their bearings on that option offense, they wake up a little bit after the early start out of New York, and then they sort of get it rolling, find their tempo, and sort of grind away uh, Army like you sort of saw Coastal Carolina do too, yeah. where they went back and forth a little bit. It was a tight game, and then Coastal just sort of pulled away towards the back end. So I thought one and a half was a pretty good number, uh, even though the overall number I, I think is pretty good too. I got UT San Antonio, a couple other you know exotic actions as well. But so I have UT San Antonio minus one and a half second half uh, for two fifty for me. What are you looking at? Yeah, I've, I've got I've got UT San Antonio minus the two at Army. I've got a one unit two hundred fifty dollar play on that. I just I think they're gonna they they're a good team. I've liked this team. I, I regretted not taking them last week. I secretly really like the yeah. road runners uh so I, I look for them to go in army and get the win and then i have uh my first big big play of the week uh it's kind of crazy two oh and two teams i like uh new mexico state uh going into utep now uh like i said both these teams started kind of crazy i think these two teams are pretty used to starting the year <laughs> i guess i'm the kind of crazy one for betting on this game but what i like here is new mexico state's getting 14 uh and you know they both have utep had a little bit of a closer games but yes. uh i just I, I don't like either of these teams and I, I look back and i'm just looking at trends here yeah. uh, past couple years new mexico state they tend to cover a lot of these games that they lose early on in the season, and UTEP has only covered the spread in one of most of their September games the past year. So purely going off that, but, you know, I liked getting two touchdowns between two de- two bad teams. I'll take those points any day. Yeah. $500 play on that. Dynamite with a $500 play on the New Mexico State. <laughs> I, I told him that might be the most money ever wagered in uh, one game on New Mexico State. So New Mexico State plus 14, 500 hundred dollars versus utep a showdown he will be on espn plus watching that uh, exciting matchup i'm sure i feel obligated to now. i don't know if even plus will have that <laughs> all right let's move on to the mac there were no marquee games in the mac no. i had no bets uh yeah. out of the mac so uh not a lot to break down here uh what do you like bet wise out of the map? I'm, I'm going back to two on. teams that have started off with losses here. You know, mm-hmm. Western Michigan went into uh, Michigan State, and uh, I thought played them better than a lot were expecting, and kind of you know had a few turnovers that really flipped the game quick. But I thought competed, uh, and they're going in against a Ball State that was never really in the game against Tennessee, uh, and Western Michigan's just under a touchdown favorite here. So I was going to take Western Michigan minus the six and a half. I've got a. Uh, Three-unit play. This is one of my best bets of the week. Really like Western Michigan here, minus a six and a half. Yeah. Uh, they're in my parlay. I just didn't want to – I got a couple of Max in my parlay. I think I just didn't want to be overly aggressive on Max off of, you know, sort of week one where either they were getting killed or uh, playing – 
teams that they were going to kill. It was sort of a, uh, one way or the other. Either you were the uh, roadkill or you were playing the roadkill. So I, I sort of just put them in a handful of like exotic parlays and teasers and stuff like that. Let's move to the Mountain West. Uh, one game, I, I don't know if it's big, uh, but uh, I, I've been, This is your game. Yes, here. I know. I I must say, I think I've been guilted in <laughs> betting on this game a little bit, but uh, UNLV goes to California. Uh, UNLV, 14-point uh, underdogs in this one. I think this is important because this is probably one... I, I don't know if you, you say UNLV needs to win, but if they want to sort of be taken seriously, they at least need to make this game close. They should strive to be a program like Cal, which is good enough to sort of win six games a year. <laughs> so, uh, Be great for UNLV. Yes, it would. It would be great for UNLV. Uh, what do you make of this UNLV-Cal matchup? Because basically you've guilted me into taking it. Now, I've only put it in exotics, and yet I'm the UNLV lover here, but what do you make of UNLV-Cal? This is another one where... You know, I think Cal can probably get the win here. Yeah. But I, I like the way this UNLV team can put up points. And, and getting 13, albeit on the road, it's not – we've seen these Pac-12 teams, these home games. They they may be like 3,000 people at this game. Uh, so I don't think the home field is really that big of a factor other than the travel, which isn't that much. Um, so I, I like the 13 points here. So yeah. uh, I, I think this could be uh, – Cal's not known for putting up – you know, a Any ton, <laughs> a ton of points. So to beat somebody by thirteen, I think, is asking a lot out of a, a semi decent UNLV team. This is probably punishment for me sending you text messages every time UNLV <laughs> scored a touchdown in the week zero game. <laughs> as I got pumped up as they beat a nobody, but uh, nonetheless, uh, UNLV Cal. Uh, I do have one play in the Mountain West, uh, yeah. and I think we're both on this one pretty good. Uh, anyone who watched Colorado play TCU, um, they can't stop the run. Yeah. And uh, when you're playing Air Force, that <laughs> tends to be a bit of a key. Uh, I believe they gave up 345 yards and about nine yards of carry to about 15 different backs out of TCU. So uh, that being said, yes, this number is really, really big. I don't tend to take huge, huge yeah. numbers, but uh, I thought 17 uh versus Colorado. You saw Air Force last week uh, lit up Northern Iowa, which is something Iowa and Iowa State seemed to struggle to do in week one. Uh, we thought that and, could be a trap yes, game, and, and Air Force really took care of it. It was not. Yeah. So I look for the same here. Plus, I think they'll sort of relish uh, beating the crap out of Colorado just as, in state rivalry. Yeah, as they think those are the better players, but really Air Force is the better players. So I, I like that 17, so I'm going 250 uh, Air Force minus 17 for me. What are your other plays out of the mountain? Yeah, I've got 250 on Air Force as well. I just think they're going to come out and just impose their will on this one. I'm taking another 17-point favorite in conference. I'm looking for uh, Boise State. Big bounce back against a weak opponent at New Mexico. I think they're going to come in and really try to uh, just wash the taste out of that bad performance last week out of their mouths. Uh, and then we talked about it a little bit. I'm also taking uh, UNLV plus the 13. Uh, all of those are $250 plays for me. Yeah, I had one more play. I took the Boise team total uh, over 30 and a half. Uh, 
I, I did 125 on that. I, I think they'll sort of bounce back versus New Mexico, score a lot of points. Uh, Breckenmeyer looked uh, awful uh, last yeah. week versus Oregon State. The freshman kid who came in, I don't know how that's going to sort of work itself out, but uh, it, I, I think you're okay. Either Breckenmeyer versus New Mexico, you're probably safe. And if the new kid comes in there, then uh, I, I look for them to score over 30 and a half uh, in that game. So team total, uh, Boise State, uh, 30 and a half, 125 for me. All right, let's move to the Pac-12. Actually, some decent games out yeah. of the Pac-12 this week. Uh, let's start with the big one, USC-Stanford. Uh, one we differ on. I think one we differ on every uh, year. Yeah. Uh, uh, I always ride Stanford and getting the points in this game because I know exactly what they're going to do. Uh, really nothing to take from USC other than they were capable of scoring points on Rice. Uh, they got a couple pick sixes. I don't know if that's, you know, translatable, but what do you make of USC uh, Stanford here? Yeah, I think this is a game where Lincoln Riley is really going to want to make a statement, and I, I don't think this is the Stanford team we've seen in previous years' matchups against USC, and this is definitely a different USC team yeah. with the transfers he's brought in here. Uh, very potent offense, uh, and I think his play calling and style is going to be enough uh, to really bury Stanford on this one, even though this was another one on the road. Yeah. Really, um, I, I think more so what I was thinking is uh, y you've seen Lincoln Riley team struggle with teams that play this uh, a style like Stanford's and David Shaw's, where they slow the game down and eat up clock. So if they are capable of getting that, I, I'm not exactly buying USC's defense as, you know, all of a yeah. sudden capable of stopping people because they got a couple pick sixes versus Rice. Uh, I do wonder if Stanford can control this game and then that shrinks it down. Yeah, I think USC will end up coming out on top, but I don't think it'll be as big a blowout. This one always seems to be a little tight, certainly when they're going uh, up north to play at Stanford. So my play here is really the under 64.5. Uh, I, I thought that was a really high total for a Stanford team who never has any intention of playing a game much uh, outside of uh, over 40 points. So I got 62.50 on the under 64.5 uh, on uh, USC Stanford. I do kind of like that nine. I might talk myself into it. I believe it's in a couple of my parlays. Uh, let's go to the next one. The team that played Boise State, <laughs> Oregon State. Yeah. Looks good. Looks now like they got to go take the other side of the Mountain West and uh, mess with them in Fresno. I, I really like this. I, I love the way Oregon State played. Hit yeah. huge explosive plays. Yeah, they got a ton of turnovers, but they were aggressive in forcing those turnovers. Uh, can they go to Fresno State uh, and win this? Uh, what do you make of Oregon State, Fresno State? Yeah, this is one I, I really wanted to take Oregon State here, but I think i got to see it one more week from yeah. them. Uh, you know, Oregon State, they've always proven that they can come up and get some weird – uh, big time wins, play really well, and then they drop the ball later on. Uh, so if they can get this back certainly to, at home, now going on the road here. Yeah, if, if they can get this going on the road back to back and come out and play really well again, uh, I may look to play on Oregon State some more in the future. Now the value may disappear at that time because they're probably going to be ranked pretty high if they start out with a win against Boise State and Fresno State. Uh, heck, they're going to be right there with the top of the guys yeah. in the Pac-12. Um, but this was kind of a wait and see well, for me. Well, certainly after what we saw from Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, really just a wait and see. Uh, if they come out and, and play well again this week, uh, you'll probably see some Oregon State bets from me yeah. in the future. 
All right, let's move to the last one. Arizona, Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State took care of business uh, versus Memphis. Uh, yep. Played pretty well and also sort of negotiated that weird little delay that always seems to throw things off. Uh Arizona, uh, <laughs> the dream killers, <laughs> do you? Uh, we talked about it in our show last week about how this is, it needed to be a statement for Arizona oh, yeah. to play with San Diego State. They made that statement and uh, more so yep. uh, really lighten them up. Any chance they can creep up and beat a Mississippi State team here? I, I must say I saw this line. I wanted to jump on Mississippi State. And then I sort of, I, I've talked myself out of it as a, Weird little trap game of Mississippi State going so far west, and it, it just I couldn't make myself do it. So, what do you make of this Arizona Mississippi? State yeah, I game? think this is another one you may want to. I, I I didn't write it down as one of my picks, but I, I'm not sure exactly where the overs at right yeah. here. Uh, you know, Mississippi State's going to score a lot of points. They're going to be, you know, they don't run the ball. Their their running plays are yeah. dishes to the running back, so it's going to be fast pace, mm-hmm. easy dink and dunks all the way down the field. But I was really curious. To see what Arizona can do here, yeah. uh, you know, getting that, I think it was uh, 10 and a half. Yes. Um, so, you know, Arizona really surprised me. <laughs> San Diego State, one of my biggest plays last week, uh, swing and a miss on that one. And uh, for a team that had uh, zero wins <laughs> yes. last year, I believe, to come out and get a really good statement win in week one, uh, honestly, it would be a win if they could cover the spread yeah. here. And I think they're going to be going for that. So uh, this was – I just marked off I didn't have a play here. Yeah, I, I looked at the total as well, uh, certainly on the over. The only thing that sort of pulled me back was – I could also see this being like 38-8. You know, <laughs> I, Mississippi State has probably much, much better talent. But you wonder if maybe Arizona can carry that offense over yeah. and, and we get more like – 38-24 type uh, a game here, and Arizona sort of hangs in and around and, and plays better. They certainly looked good, and uh, it's never any joke to hang 38 points on San Diego State. We know they always play defense, so real little bit of a, a shocking one there with Arizona. Uh, certainly the margin. I, I think yeah. – I, I don't know – necessarily the win though that was a little shocking i think the margin and the way they just manhandled them and you're like oh this game's over first quarter and you're just like wow uh so i I think this will be a really entertaining one to watch and see how arizona sort of grows uh from that game to this game and see if mississippi state can sort of handle this one because their schedule only gets more and more difficult as it goes on so uh let's get in our bets uh here in the pac 12 i i mentioned usc stanford under 64 and a half i got 62.50 on that and then i'm going to keep riding oregon state plus the one and a half versus fresno state uh 250 for me on that one what do you got out of the pac 12 Uh, i just got the usc play minus nine at stanford i've got a uh, three unit 750 dollars. i'm going big on this one I would probably take this all the way up to minus 13. I think they're going to win by two touchdowns. Easy ride here for USC. I think so. It'll be an interesting one to watch. We'll <laughs> see what they can do. Uh, you stay up late for all that. This, uh, well, you're staying up late for Baylor, BYU, and USC, <laughs> uh, uh, Stanford. All right, let's move to the SEC where there are actually some yep. entertaining games. Uh, South Carolina versus Arkansas. I think we're both uh, a little bit uh, intrigued by this one because we differ on this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. If we actually differ, I think I differ. I like the points here. You like uh, Arkansas here and the spread. Uh, but uh, how do you see this one playing out? Arkansas, nice win versus Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, I, I Honestly, though, I thought Cincinnati 
probably played better. They just left a handful of plays yeah. on the field. Uh, but uh, Arkansas does what they do and uh, finds a way to win, even though you aren't 100% sure how they go about it. But that, I think that's my point with grabbing South Carolina, because I think South Carolina is sort of the east side of this. They sort of do things. You watch them, you go, they aren't all that good, and then they win, which is sort of what they did last week. Yeah. They ended up covering. They didn't look great, but they come out on top. And I think this game will be that, where it's just two teams sort of head-to-head, banging each other around, and then something fluky will happen towards the end, and that'll be the team that grabs it. So uh, how do you think the South Carolina-Arkansas game is going to play? Yeah, I think this is another one. I was more impressed with Arkansas uh, than I was South Carolina last week. Just, you know, I I think the Cincinnati team deserves a little bit more respect. Now, like you said, they had opportunities to win that game, and Arkansas was actually fortunate to come out with a win. Uh, But they did cover the spread for me last week. Uh, They're staying at home again. Another game in uh, uh, Fayetteville against South Carolina. That's I think that's what put me over the yeah. top here on this one. I, I just think it's going to be uh, really tough for South Carolina to go in and, and, and play a team that I guess the past couple of years is getting used to being one of the middle to top tier yeah. uh, teams in the West. Arkansas, you know, played really well last year. Uh, an experienced quarterback. I just think uh, this isn't the one for South Carolina, especially being on the road. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We already talked Wake Forest Vanderbilt a little bit. I don't know if we need to dive back into it. Uh, let's talk Mizzou, Kansas State. Um, Mizzou got the win. Uh, Kansas State actually, I thought, played pretty well, uh, you know, just by playing a, a low level team, but ran the ball uh, like Kansas State does. I, I'm curious your feel on this one. Because I, I think I wanted to take Kansas State because I think they're just yeah. going to pummel them up the middle. But a part of me just couldn't quite take that spread. That This is one of those we were talking about at the start of the show. Or I think I came in thinking I'm grabbing Kansas State. And then I saw that line hovering around eight. And I'm like, eh, I don't like that that much because I don't really know what Mizzou is. I know what Kansas State is, but I don't know if that's eight points better than uh, Missouri. So how do you see this game playing out? Yeah, I, it's like you hit it on the head when you said Missouri is kind of the big question mark. Are they going to come out and score, you know, 30, 35, 40 points, or are they just going to come out and just be turnover machines? We know Kansas State. They're going to come out. They're going to run the ball 90% of the time. Uh, they're going to play ball control and hard-nosed defense. Um, so I, I'm not playing the spread here, but I, I do have some action on this game. Yeah, I, I think – it's easy for me to talk myself into Kansas State because I've seen Missouri play these type of teams, and they mostly get rolled. They get pushed up front, and running backs have career days. Usually three or four running backs have career days first them. Uh, but then I just I, I don't know what to read off of that Mizzou team because I didn't get a good feel for them in yeah. that Louisiana Tech game. They were sort of good, but sort of not good, yeah. <laughs> which probably is their team motto. Uh, so I, I just couldn't get a read. Uh, maybe by uh, if the spread drops off like a key number of like down to seven, I, I might grab Kansas State here. But as long as it's staying in that seven and a half, eight point range, I just can't quite grab Kansas State. And I, I don't think you could convince me to sort of take Mizzou any point total maybe if it climbed over the double digit mark but even then like i said i I get a little scared that you know kansas state we oh they had 600 yards rushing today uh, (laughs) on 20 carries or something because mizzou's front couldn't uh stand up to them 
Let's move to probably the two biggest games left in the SEC, depending on Alabama-Texas, but I think these games will be a lot more closely uh, played uh, than that one. Let's go Tennessee-Pittsburgh. You gauge nothing really off Tennessee in in the opening week, uh, just a doormat, and that might be an insult to doormats with the way (laughs) Ball State played. Uh, Thanks for the uh, field goal, though, with a minute to go to screw over that over-under, though. Good thing it was 59-10 and not 7. But uh, (laughs) nonetheless, uh, Pittsburgh, Virginia, entertaining game to watch, but I I didn't come away thinking either team looked all that great. So. How are you sort of handicapping this one? Because I think we were both also stunned by the number that came out with seven for Tennessee on the road here. Yeah, I'm not sure, you know, what really makes people think that Tennessee is, is you know, seven-point favorite on the road uh, against a, a higher-ranked opponent, uh, you know, other than the fact that preseason opinions of Tennessee were higher yes. than of Pittsburgh and they lost to Kenny Pickett. But, uh, you know, week one to week two, I don't think that really makes a huge difference. Um but I think this is a really tough situation for Tennessee uh, to be going into because um, Narduzzi's really going to have this team ready. He's going to be playing, hey, we're the dogs at home. You know, uh, He made a big deal about there being more West Virginia fans in Pittsburgh for that game last week. And, and it, so they're really playing kind of that underdog role. And so this really feeds right into his narrative that's going to help. Um, I think Tennessee's probably got more weapons offensively, especially with Pitt losing Kenny Pickett. But... Um, they struggled to get things going against West Virginia, but you know Tennessee's defense. You know, yeah, they I, did win fifty nine to ten, but it wasn't that impressive. So, uh, I think the seven seven and a half is, is a really tough spread for this game. I think it's going to be a close one, but I could also see it going really big in either team's way. Uh, I'm staying way away from this game. I don't think there's any good uh, action that anyone could really give me a reason to convince me. To no, this, uh, especially with the over-under number being hovering yeah. almost to uh, uh, about 70 there at 67. Yeah. So. Uh, if this line was, you know, total of about 60, 61, you could talk me into the over. Uh, but at 66, 67, you could almost talk me into the yeah. under. Well, it, with the way you – you sort of saw Pittsburgh also go back – pull back a little bit on that high yeah. offensive style from last year. So they might try to slow this game down. As well, yeah, I don't, I don't, certainly at home, yeah, I definitely don't think, uh, you know, he could be, but I don't think Slovis is the the NFL future quarterback like Pickett was, yeah, I he he might be on a fun training cramp roster when I (laughs) tell you, oh, look, he got time in the fourth quarter, (laughs) but uh, I don't think he'll at least get probably quite the shot unless you know something comes along, way too many turnovers, uh, for Slovis there. All right, let's go to Florida, Kentucky, game of the week, game of the week, I think, think, uh. Kentucky took care of business versus Miami, Ohio. They do it how they normally do it. But uh, I must say, uh, of the teams I was impressed by last week, Florida was probably, you know, top of the charts. Yep. Maybe Georgia because of the score. But, uh, I mean, I think we all sort of expected uh, what Georgia was going to be, uh, one of the top teams. To watch Florida, you, you were in that wild card area of can Napier get a system, get yep. those guys playing the way you know, he wants them to play and versus an opponent like Utah who I thought played well too. I that was just a really good football game of two really good football teams. And Florida came out ahead and made the last play there on that interception right on the goal line to come away with a win. I'm curious to see if they can do it again versus Kentucky. 
who is another team like Utah who likes to play line of scrimmage games, both fronts, and uh, see if Florida can do that. How do you feel this Florida-Kentucky game is going to go? Because, I, I, like you said, I, I think this might be one of the games of the week. Yeah, you know, looking at Florida, that my opinion on them has drastically changed after week one. You know, you called it. You were talking about Ken Napier – implement what he wanted to do year one uh i think it was a, a huge blessing that he had a guy like anthony richardson yes. there uh being just able to perfect quarterback for him oh yeah i mean uh just a guy that's uh you know really gonna just run the ball not force anything um his passing is is gonna be his weakness obviously but i don't think they're going to really ask him to do a whole lot. Um, so I think teams are going to... I thought he passed well on the short yardage. And yeah. He made the right read. You said it. Yeah. He didn't get over-aggressive and, you know, cause a turnover that would hurt them coming back the other way. Yeah, and, and this is a Florida team. I think they're going to really lean on their defensive talent and, and just do enough on offense to get the wins. Uh, it's not going to be as pretty as Florida teams we've seen in the past, but uh, this is still a really talented team, and... Uh, I, I definitely respect Florida a lot more now, and and you know, preseason I think I had Kentucky uh, right there with Florida, uh, kind of that two three or three four spot mm-hmm. in the SEC East. Um, I do like Kentucky getting points, uh, but uh, this is going to be a good one, yeah. and, and I really I don't have a lean either direction. I think it'll be good to see where Kentucky sits as well yeah. if they're capable of sort of. Being that second team under Georgia as well. I think if either one of these teams are are one to finish, like you said, in that second spot, this is a must win. Uh, I I don't think you lose this game and then, because they both play Georgia, they're going to get that other loss. And then, you know, and Tennessee. So I I don't think the loser of this game comes out with less than three or four uh, SEC losses. So uh, really huge game for both of these teams. Yeah, definitely uh, tuning in for this one. All right. I think I have my both straight bets uh, out of uh, this uh, SEC here. Now, granted, they are of two teams, so uh, uh, not a lot of volume, but uh, a lot of depth here with Alabama, South Carolina. Uh, Alabama first half, minus 12.5, 250 for me. Alabama game, minus 20, 250. Uh, if you are betting on Alabama, I would take those now because – yeah, honestly, I think that gets up to twenty four by game time. Oh yeah, uh, because I just don't know who would take Texas. So I, I grab those as early as you can. So first half twelve and a half two fifty uh, Alabama minus twenty two fifty uh, South Carolina plus the eight and a half. Uh, I got five hundred on that one taking the points. I also have South Carolina on the money line plus two seventy one twenty five there, and then uh, South Carolina Arkansas under fifty two and a half sixty two fifty uh, on that one for me. What do you got going on the SEC side? Uh, I've got in the that Missouri Kansas State game. I'm taking the under 57, I think this is going to be a slugfest, real ugly football game. So I've got 250 on the under 57 there. And then I'm going the other way. I'm taking Arkansas minus the big spread, 8.5 uh, versus South Carolina. I've got 250 on that as well. So a big head-to-head game for us there. All right. Head-to-head, Arkansas, South Carolina. Uh, the Tex will be flying. <laughs> All right, let's go to Sunbelt. Uh, Marshall, Notre Dame, I-, I put down. We already touched on it a little bit uh, with Notre Dame. Uh, in the Ohio State game. Uh, what do you think we're getting from Marshall here? I thought this spread was a little big, 20 and a half. Yeah. But, uh, do you think Marshall can hang with them a little bit? Yeah, I actually almost made a play here. Yeah. Uh, you know, you talked about Notre Dame a little bit. This might not be a team that comes out and really blows anybody out. And and Marshall's, you know, they had a 
surprisingly bad year last year from what we thought they were going to be. Um, but they're a pretty decent team, and uh, I think three touchdowns is being quite generous yes. here. Uh, so I almost made a play here, and I, I it wouldn't shock me if Marshall's in this game. Yeah, I, I just – the way I watched Notre Dame's offense, I thought Marshall could, you know, they could scrimmage seven to ten points, and I don't know if Notre Dame can get much over, you know, 24 that yeah. that they just didn't seem to be that unless Marshall's defense is really really bad or but, they give up some turnovers yeah, that lead turnovers to would but uh, my guess is they go into Notre Dame with a pretty conservative game plan and just yeah. sort of grind this out and see who uh, can sort of pop out on top. All right, uh, any uh, Sun Belt bets for you? Yeah, you know this is one I was looking at. Uh, you know, App State almost pulled off the big upset against North Carolina. I don't know if App State if it's really on the upset level. Yes. I would put those teams almost. Almost yeah. even there, uh, but App State honestly, gotta... if you look at their football histories, App State's might. Be <laughs> but uh, so App State, you know, goes from one Power Five team to a even a bigger Power Five team in Texas A and M on the road, uh, going into the Texas A and M's history is better than App State. Yes, and, and, and going into the home of the twelfth man. Uh, but I, you know, App State proved to me they can put some points up. Now it was against a really bad. Uh, North Carolina defense and AM's defense is much better. But I thought this total was a little low for this game at 52.5. So I'm taking the over in App State at Texas AM, over 52.5, and, and I got 250 on that. Yeah. I have one uh, subdivision play, but uh, it, it's a subdivision play without a number quite yet. But uh, Lafayette versus Temple, I have the under. Whatever that number is going to be. I'm just going to take it. Uh, Lafayette won 6 nothing last week in their subdivision game. Temple failed to score on Duke. So uh, I, I'm going in blind 62-50. Now, if the number comes out and it's like 25, uh, <laughs> I'll tweet out that it's a cross-off. But uh, right now, as long as it's starting out in the 40s, I'm probably taking Lafayette Temple under 62.50. Uh, any other plays for you before we get into uh, some of our fun exotics? I think those are all my straight bets. Uh, I just have a few parlays for us. Yeah, we're week. gonna let you dive into your parlays before I have to go on a 25 minute rant. <laughs> Why don't you get a drink here, real quick? Tougher mine. Uh, I just started off with a few. One with my big, uh, you know, my big underdog play, and I, I took him on a money line here just because it's really good value. Uh, and I think it could be a closer game than what this line indicates. So I've got a two-team play uh, with one of my favorite underdogs this week. Uh, I've got Houston uh, money line and New Mexico State uh, money line going into UTEP. That gives me plus nine fifty. I've got half a unit, hundred and twenty-five dollar play on that. I'm going to take Houston in another two-teamer parlay uh, with Baylor, who's getting uh, three and a half now. That game. Ooh, I kind of like that one. That uh, might be added to the two-team underdog parlays that I have. Uh, but, you know, the, the two Texas money line parlay, that gave me plus 410. I've got a one-unit $250 play on it. And then this one is just my favorites parlay. These are my best bets of the week. I've got Western Michigan minus 6.5, North Carolina minus 7.5, USC minus 9 for 596. I got $250 on that one. All right, three parlays. I might dive in on that Houston. Let's see if I can hit one leg of my parlays this week. <laughs> you hit one <laughs> team in your parlays last week. So, uh, yeah, I might dive in on that Houston Baylor plus 410. That's pretty good value there uh, in two toss-up games. All right, we got a long way to go here. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have a ton of straight bets this week, and we just put a lot of exotics uh, together. So uh, we're going to go... First, with a, our 10-point our uh, teaser here, uh, Florida 
UNC and Memphis. That's a 10.3 team teaser uh, for 250 on that one. Uh, we got a 13 point teaser at minus 140. Uh, that's Iowa State, Virginia, Baylor, and Oregon State. So that's a four team, 13 point teaser Iowa State, Virginia, Baylor, Oregon State. And then we're going to do a seven point teaser uh, on totals here. We're going Tennessee versus Pitt uh, on the over. That makes it 60. Arizona State, Oklahoma State, that makes it over 50 and a half. And uh, Texas Tech, Houston, over 56 and a half. So that's a seven-point tease, three-team, $500 on that one. And then two of my favorites. We're going to alternate line, <laughs> two-team uh, parlay, plus 712, Duke Northwestern, under 52, Iowa, Iowa State, under 34. So uh, that parlay is plus 712. Uh, not bad value uh, there for a two-team parlay. And then a two-team alternate line parlay at plus 410. We're going to drop... Uh, uh, we're going to raise up UT San Antonio's line to six and a half, just under that key number of seven. And then we're going to drop, raise up Oregon State's line minus two and a half, just under that key number of three. Uh, that one pays 410 for two team alternate line parlays. All right. Now, let's get into our two-team underdog parlays. Uh, all these are going to be 62-50. Uh, Northern Illinois uh, and MTSU, uh, that two-team parlay is uh, 9.2 to 1, so uh, plus 923 on that one. Uh, Stanford Duke, uh, that one, 14 to 1 uh, on that two-team parlay, so a lot of value there, Stanford and Duke. Uh, our next one, this one's a fun one. Ride or die. You talked me into UNLV, so we're going to ride UNLV on the money line at plus 440. And then a sneaky one, Kansas, who dominated last week. The most points they've scored probably since, uh, I don't know, the early 2000s when they were playing in the Sugar Bowl, plus 410. So that parlay is a 26 to 1. So two... <laughs> 26 to 1, two team parlay. So, uh, two team underdog parlay, 26 a to 1. There. <laughs> a lot of value there. So, you can win a lot of money if Kansas and UNLV win outright on a two team parlay. All right. And then our last one, the no spreads underdog parlay of subdivision teams. I mentioned Lafayette and Temple. Uh, I watched Temple. Uh, I had Temple. Uh, I did not watch the Lafayette 6-0 win over, I, I don't remember who, but it was another very small school. But I'm assuming this game is probably going to be awful and close. So uh, I'm going to ride Lafayette and Eastern Washington over Oregon after what I saw from Oregon. Uh, honestly, I think whatever this number is, I take a peek at it because Eastern Washington is one of the very good top-tier subdivision teams. And, uh, well, Oregon was just really, really bad. Uh, I don't see how that offense improves. Uh, Bo Nix was awful, which tells me that Ty Thompson, who's backing him up, has to be really, really bad if that is what they chose to yeah. play quarterback. So uh, I, I look at the Eastern Washington, even if you aren't going to do this two-team parlay with Lafayette and Eastern Washington, but I'm going to have that also as well when those lines go up 62-50. All right, let's go into my regular Three-team parlays just on spread. We hit a couple of these. We were two out of five on three-team parlays last week. Uh, so we bolstered it up and did even more. 
We're going to go on ones that don't have a spread yet. Eastern Kentucky over Bowling Green. I thought Eastern Kentucky played pretty well uh, versus Eastern Michigan last week. Dropped down a level to Bowling Green. I think they can cover that one. Uh, Western Kentucky versus Georgia. Uh, Western Carolina versus uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, anyone who watched Georgia Tech play football uh, <laughs> last week, I apologize to you. Granted, they still should have covered that game. I I'm not sold on the Clemson offense <laughs> quite yet either. But you get two block punts. Uh, things quite helpful there. And then I mentioned it, Marshall plus yep. the 20 and a half for my uh, three-team parlay in that one. Eastern Kentucky, Western Carolina, Marshall plus 20 and a half. Next one. Uh, we're going to go. MTSU, Northern Illinois, and Kansas plus the 13 and a half in that one. So MTSU plus the seven and a half versus Colorado. Uh, Northern Illinois plus the six and a half versus uh, Tulsa. And Kansas plus the 13 and a half versus West Virginia. All right. Next up, three team spread parlay of the subdivisions Lafayette. Eastern Washington, we already talked on our money line parlay. Now we're going to do whatever spread releases on the three-team parlay and then throw in Northern Colorado. I think going to Wyoming, Northern Colorado, not the greatest subdivision team, but I have not been overly impressed with Wyoming, yeah. even though they won me money last week. They aren't going to be weirded out uh, by playing in Laramie uh, because they're from Northern Colorado. So basically they are in Laramie as well. So that one, Lafayette, Eastern Washington, Northern Colorado, the subdivision three-team parlay special. And then the next one, the... Uh, Syracuse, minus 21 and a half versus UConn. I couldn't quite talk myself into a, a 21 and a half point spread on straight bets for Syracuse, but I really, really like that one. I thought uh, the Lafayette minus 10 and a half versus Eastern Michigan line was pretty solid. And then Memphis minus six and a half versus Navy. Uh, anyone who watched Navy uh, last week, uh, they're really, really bad in football right now. So I think Memphis, uh, even though they had a tough week versus Mississippi State, should be able to go in there. So Syracuse, Lafayette, Memphis in that three-team parlay. Two more to go. We're almost there. <laughs> All right. Marshall plus the 20 and a half in the game versus uh, Notre Dame. Kansas and UNLV in that one. And then lastly, my favorite, the Sun Belt Special. We're going Western Michigan minus the six and a half, Central Michigan minus the five, and the big one, Toledo minus the 28 versus UMass in that one. I so. think you mean Mac special. <laughs> what did I say? You said Sunbelt special. Oh, Mac special. I, I was, I was like, these are all special. Mac teams here, guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. They are all Mac teams. I think Mac special is correct. The Mac special. Western Michigan, Central Michigan, Toledo. I, I'm the Maction guy here. <laughs> Three-team parlay for me. So. I'll have to say that, I, you know, I'm a little inspired. I'm going to be checking out those teasers. Uh, a lot of interesting action you've put together this week. If I can just hit this one parlay right here, UNLV Kansas money line. Let's Ooh, go. You'd be fired up. <laughs> that night. I will be. All right. Let's 
let's hope our bets uh, hit well. <laughs> I need a better week. You need a better week this week. I, I think you're going to have a better week this week. Uh, be sure to be on the lookout. Our NFL show, uh, we'll be recording that tomorrow. That will drop tomorrow. So uh, we also got the NFL preview up. You want to check that out. If you want to check the college f- football preview as well, you can check that out. It's probably still relevant. Uh, yeah, my Utah to make the playoffs bets looking real good. Ignore any Nebraska picks on that one that was done earlier. Uh, but, yeah, sure, check it out. Follow the Greenlight Network channel. That's our show, and we're out. Greenlight Network presents Football Time.